So welcome back to The Reducer, the worst podcast out there. I'm Howard H. Smith, lead scum, and with me is Spurs fan Andy Love. Hello, everyone. Oh, sorry. Hello, Howard. <laughs> it's all right. It's all right. Hello, hello, everybody, and hello, Andy. <laughs> um, so it's been um, it's been a couple of weeks since you were on. Um, yeah. Uh, still top of the league, which yeah. is, I'm sure, as surprising to you as it is to everybody else. Um, yeah, I'm still kind of. I'm getting a bit bored now. Of uh, you, just feel that everyone is just waiting for us to. Right, no Spurs fan I speak to is thinking, you know, oh well, a man was gonna win the league. Unlike <laughs> other uh, yeah. clubs, maybe. So no Spurs yeah. fans getting carried away. Um, but I'm finding I, I consume, as I'm sure you do as well, quite a lot of football media. Just yeah. so much of it winds me up because I think it's all <laughs> the pundits are just come on, Spurs fans. You think you're going to win the league, don't you? Don't you, you idiots? Don't you? You're 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 you're, you're stupid. You're like Jamie O'Hara, the thickest man on radio, by the way. Um, you do think you're going to win the league, don't you? And most fans, Spurs fans, are like no. No, no, we don't. Yeah. We've, we've, we've seen this before. Um, yeah. You know, us, funny enough, us being top of the league for a period of time is nothing new. Yeah, yeah, I, I totally agree. And I, I also think there's um there's a little bit of, um, I, I heard a journalist saying, oh, oh you know, if, if if Spurs win at the weekend, I think, you know, they're, they're, they're genuine. You've got to consider them genuine title contenders. Hmm. I was like, it's November, mate. Yeah, exactly. yeah, yeah. Fuck off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's pretty much. Stop, it. stop, stop with your, you know, your your typical media storyline. Oh, drag as many clubs into the title race as yeah. you can. It's November. Yeah, There's exactly. no title race in November. No, 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 no. Exactly. And and you know, before we say, oh, you know, you, you, like you you can lose the league by a point. Not at the moment. No. Um. You know, it's, it, there is no all conquering team at the moment. I mean, you know, City are just kind of, you know. They, they they remind me, especially in the sky blue, they're like they're like a shark just just waiting to strike. Yeah, you're right. And 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 historically, they really that final running, I think, is what separates. Listen, they're, they're an amazing team anyway, but it seems to be that final running. They just seem yeah. to become a little bit, you know, imperious. I think actually, funny enough, I think I don't know if it's the last time you, me, and Dave did this, and we're talking about top four, and you guys. And I said at the start of the season, I thought Liverpool would run Man City close. I still yeah. stand by that. But I don't know, Liverpool have got, I feel they've got, maybe you guys got my head, they've got a bit of an inevitability about them, if that makes sense. Yeah, I mean, well, it's such a special club. It's such a special club. We write our own narratives. I even feel sorry for Real Madrid because... It's just it's in the cards. We're gonna win. They lost. I laughed my ass off. <laughs> um, but um, yeah, you know, it is a special club, and 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 then you've got Manchester United Football Club. <laughs> is it good enough for Manchester United Football Club? These crisps were bought at Manchester United Football Club shop. <laughs> I park in the car park of Manchester United Football Club. Um, and yeah, yeah and and you know, Spurs are getting dragged into it. I, the thing is, I think that there are three teams that can go out there and win ten or more games back to back, and that yeah. is, and that is Liverpool and Man City. But you can add Arsenal to that as well now. Yeah, yeah. And 
I don't think there's any other to, I don't think there's any other sides around that can do that, including yourselves. So I think the li- winner of the league has to come from those three. Yes, the logic would logic would dictate that. But as I said last time, I think you know. Sorry, um, well, not to trump people so too much, but I think I said last time I was on. I was talking about you know I think not being in Europe will help us and actually getting knocked out of the Carabao, which was you yep. know kind of poor management by Ange, I think, for that game. Um, I think that will help us. But one thing I did forget, although I knew, is of course we've got the African Cup of Nations, and yeah. we also have the age. I don't know what the tournament's called. The Asian Cup of Nations. I don't know. Oh, yeah, um, is it like the Asian Cup? Is it called the Asian Cup? I'm not sure. I'm. I'm, um, I'm, I'm not sure. We're both a couple uh, of racists and being yeah, cancelled that's by what, now. Yeah, anyway, that's what, that's what that's uncovered. We're pretty racist. Um, but so that means obviously we'll lose. Son Heung Min. Um, it means we will lose essentially what has been our starting midfield with Saar, who's uh, who plays for Senegal, and Basuma, who plays for Mali. Um, so good news on that. We have got Ben Tancor coming back, who I don't know what you think of him, but I think I think he's he's I think he's a fantastic player. Um, but we've got a winning team at the moment, so he doesn't just walk straight in. So I, I yeah, I, I no Spurs fan is thinking they're going to win the league, and it just annoys me how all of the you know a lot of media is just corralling and wrangling and banging the drum, probably just to wind up. Arsenal fans and Liverpool fans and United fans and Chelsea fans, but no Spurs fan is thinking they're going to win the league. That you know, yeah. it's a little bit. You're an idiot for believing this. You know that you're going to win the league. Well, to be to be fair, the last time you were close to winning the league, you lost it to Leicester. So I don't think Spurs fans are are thinking they're going to win the league. The issue, the issue I have, not the issue I have with the Leicester thing. You know that whole season. We were never ahead of them. We were never ever ahead of them. No, but you were going tip for tap. We were going tip for tap, though, but we could. They just didn't. They just refused to lose any games. Yeah, which which really put pain to our plans. Yeah, yeah. It's um. Yeah. Well, you know, look, that's in the past. Yeah, this, yeah. and and I think I, you know, I think uh, um, you you've got a great chance of top four. Hmm. And um and yeah it, it it's it kind of gives the, the the media something to talk about you know and yes. to be honest uh, I don't know how you feel but I would initially it was interesting initially mm. it was amusing I'm now just bored to death mm. of the what is going on at Manchester United question yeah. I do, I don't fucking care I yeah. really don't and. I consume a lot of football. We're not even the same league. And yeah, they're scum, so I hate them. But, you know, it's like just a message out there to all football outlets. You have nothing new to say. Not one of you has anything new to say. You're all having the same discussion and it is fucking boring Mm, to everybody else. And I'll tell you something else as well. I don't know if you listen to any Five Live um football podcasts yeah i am sick of the advert mark chapman does for the this is everton podcast right behind behind the scenes in a turbulency do a documentary on those cunts overspending 
Yeah. They're, they're, yeah. They're, they're under threat of a 12 point deduction, and yeah. you're doing a, do- a tone deaf documentary at the yeah, same yeah, time, yeah. going, Oh, poor Everton. Oh, yeah. Sean Dyche has got three buckets since he started at Everton, and he only had one at Burnley in his entire career. Fuck off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No one no, cares think... except Everton fans, and they all know what the yeah. problem is. Yeah. So you don't need six episodes of you banging on about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I agree. I think Everton, that's been coming for quite some time. I think even, you know, Everton, you know, they've obviously been in the Premier League since it started. So, you know, I guess it's a headline in itself that, you know, they could potentially go down. But, yeah, they need to go down now. And I think, yes, it has been the absolutely batshit irresponsible spending that they've... I mean, I couldn't know the figures, but even I was thinking, you are buying a lot of dross and Spurs have bought their fair share of dross. And the problem is, with anyone outside of, and this is an argument, I think we might have had, not an argument, a debate we've had in the past, taking it its very, very base, you know, um, accusation. So Man City, richest club, they've got the most money, that's why they win. It... And we know it's not just that. You need to have a good manager, which obviously, you know, the top clubs do have. But for me, the biggest difference that having that access to funds gives you, it means you can cover mistakes. So yeah. let's say, for example, if you... Let's, I'll, I'll talk Spurs again. So Spurs, this summer, let go. Davison Sanchez and Tangi Ndombele are their two biggest signings in their history. And having those two players hanging around on the wage bill for a club of Tottenham size just holds everything up. It holds up any you buying any replacement players because you and if they don't want to get off the wage bill, they're signed to yeah. huge wages. Clubs like Chelsea in the past, maybe they can still do it. Man City don't make that many bad signings, but let's not say bad signings. But why they can have like Calvin like a Calvin Phillips on mm. on the uh, in the team yeah. is it they can frankly afford to buy a player, pay them those wages, and it not hinder team selection, team morale, or anything like that. Well, and I, I think that's no, sorry, just point. I, that's what, I think that's yeah. what's done for Everton because they're not of that size. They bought a lot of dross that they just haven't been able to get rid of. They haven't been able to recoup their money, and I think it's the danger of having. You know, we, we sometimes look at these football directors coming in, we think, well, you know, they're successful businessmen, they know what they're doing. But there's very, very few clubs that can kind of buy their way out of trouble. And really? invariably, they're at the top. I, I, I agree with a portion of what you're saying, mm. but my my issue, um, and the reason why I don't think... I, I, it annoys me when people say, oh, they bought the league. They said that when Man City, you know, the Aguero goal. And they yeah. bought the league, they bought the league. Well, Blackburn bought the league then. Man United bought the league. Mm. I mean, before before we had uh, before we had financial polarity, Man United just used to buy everybody. Mm. You know, they, they bought the league plenty. Every fucking team that has won the Premier League has bought it. Yeah. The point is... You can't buy success. Mm. And the proof is in Everton. I take mm. your point, but your point's contradicted by Man United. Two clubs who have spent, well, Man United, I think, have spent more than City in the last 10 years. Mm. And they couldn't be further away. Mm. Everton, massively overspent, and they've got relegation battles 
to show for it. But do you think that's because, okay, so Everton, relegation battles is because of poor recruitment. Do you think Man United, they've got other issues as well? I think that's also poor recruitment. Yeah, I think but that, that is. But, that, but that's the point. That's the point. Yeah. So you can't buy the league. That's the point. Mm. You've bought a load of players, same as the other teams. So what happened? That's that's the beautiful thing about it. Mm. You know, that's why we're not Germany. That's why one team hasn't won the, the, the league 11 years in a row. Mm. Mm. Because you, you, you can have all the money, but it doesn't guarantee success. No. And, and look at Everton. I mean, they, you know, they're an absolute fucking mess. They've mm -hmm. got a potential points deduction. Man City have got, uh, I mean, admittedly, they've got issues they've got to, that they've got to address yeah. as well. Um, but part of me is like, well, at least they fucking won stuff. Yeah. Everton, <laughs> yeah. you you just need, you need protecting from yourself. Get down to yeah. the championship. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You, know, you really yeah, do. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You know, you should be on an allowance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you yeah. don't know what you're doing when you're given money. Yes, it's... I think that's, yeah, that's ultimately the point, isn't it? And that's the difference that I think when you have, but I look at, okay, I look, we're going back now, but I look at Chelsea in their last successful period. I look at, look, we're both fans. We've seen Shevchenko in his prime. Um, when they bought Shevchenko, Samuel Etuo, they bought all these various players. You go, oh yeah, that you kind of remember them, but they were just Torres. buying, but and they could afford for them to be shit. Torres. Because, but if that's a Everton, and they spent I don't know ten years ago, fifteen years ago, thirty million on a player, and they're shit, they're fucked. They're absolutely fucked. Or oh. and they've got a choice. They can either go, well, okay, we need to be responsible, and I think that's for all the criticism Daniel Levy's had. I think. You know, you look at Tottenham Martin and commercially they're very well run. And it, of course, no one's supporting a company or supporting a team. But I think that's possibly what Everton have done is that they've tried to buy their way out of bad decisions. And I think when you're when you're lower down the pyramid, I don't even if you're mid-table, even if you're the bottom half of the top six, I think that's really, really hard to do. Really, well, really also, hard to do. Well, also, I think what what Everton proves is like, yes, poor recruitment. I, I accept that, although they have bought some fucking awesome players as well. Mm. The problem is Everton have never had a a, a, a manager worth his salt. Mm. I mean, for all the problems at Man United, they've gone from top-class manager to top-class manager to top-class manager to Solskjaer to top-class manager to top-class. And, and to be fair, you know, Mourinho came second, won a cup. You've got uh, Ten Hag's won a trophy. You know, Everton haven't. Yeah. Everton have spent, you know, fucking crazy money. But the closest thing they got to a proper manager, and this is the issue, because they were they they, they spent the money of a club that they're not. They spent Man yes. United, Man yes. City. They spent those That's kind the of... And the, and the yeah. first time they got... A, and the only one and only time they got a decent manager was Carlo Ancelotti. Yeah. And you know what? It started coming together. And then Real Madrid came knocking and he went, yeah, sorry, guys, <laughs> later. Yeah. And if he'd stayed, they might not be in the mess they're in mm -hmm. now. But, uh, you know, he didn't. And that, that is the problem, that mm -hmm. whilst you can attract players playing in front of 40,000 a week, huge club history, big wages, 
managers are less easy to tempt. Mm. And I, I was amazed when they got Ancelotti. Mm. I really was. I was like, fuck me, they're punching. Yeah. So Everton would be good this year. And then, yeah, it, it's like, you know, Real Madrid come knocking. Now, fair play to Everton. Doesn't matter where Ancelotti is. Yeah. He's leaving yeah. to go to Real Madrid. But the importance, uh, the good old fashioned importance of stability and a manager and a philosophy hasn't changed because, mm. you know, um, Pep, he run ting, man. He run things. Mm. Mm. You know, he's there. He's all over it. And that club yeah. was set up ready for him. He comes in and he runs everything. Do you know the other club that's set up like that? Aston Villa, who have won 35 points hmm. in, uh, sorry, have won 70 points in um, his first 35 games, averaging two points a game. The only teams with a higher amount of points in the last calendar year are Liverpool, Man City and Arsenal. And wow. that is why Villa are one point outside the the, the Champions League. Yeah, Unai Emery is working miracles there. Yeah. And um, as, as much as I hate to say it, because I think Villa is such a fucking nothing club, but you know, he's doing he's doing wonders there. And yeah. again, he now he's not spent massive amounts of money, but he's spent big money occasionally. He's got that he's got that club working again. Yeah. And, Everyone's pulling in the same direction. That's what you need. You need a you need a manager. You need a figurehead. You need a style of play. Yeah, you need yeah. him to be happy with his backroom staff. They to be his backroom staff. He makes the football decisions, and the two clubs that are doing that, you know, are. I mean, I don't know about. Yeah, I, I don't think Angie's that position, but you know, certainly Pep is, and certainly Unai Emery's been given the reins at Villa mm -hmm. to go. Look, you seem to know what you're doing. And somebody yeah. said, "Well, they're seeing the benefits of having Unai Emery," and someone else said, "Or, or alternatively, they're seeing the benefits of not having Stephen Gerrard." Yeah, 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 yeah. There's a, I, I work with a lot of Villa fans, and yeah, there's no love lost there, no love lost there whatsoever. Yeah, Villa do look good. Villa do look good. Yeah, and it's it's a weird thing to say, but they're 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 they are you know they're playing great football. Yeah, they're um they're they're a we, proper team. They did us um. I actually went to one of the games. We they did us twice last season, um, and both games just did not let just did not let us play, um, and that was quite de quite depressing to watch. But yes, just very frustrating to play against. But that was at a time where maybe we weren't exactly being encouraged to play. Uh, that would have been under under Conte, um, but obviously since then. With Ange, we have a, a bit more of. And you're right; it's about like stamping an identity onto club, and that's funny enough. That that's a phrase that that Ange Postecoglou has been saying from the very very beginning. Really, is to kind of yeah. help the club create an identity, um, which you know, identity. I sometimes think identity is the wrong word. It's almost like a trademark. Maybe that's the even worse word. But identity <laughs> brand. It's just a way of playing, isn't it? It's just a shorthand way of playing. So you know, you know, style. You know, it's yeah, it's a style. That's a better word, isn't it? Um, so yeah, Villa. But again, Villa have got Europe. They're in the Europa Conference, aren't they? So there won't be too much of a challenge there. I don't expect them to do quite well in that. Um, and I don't know how are they out the Carabao? I think they are. Um, no, I think they're still in the Carabao. 
Okay. Um, so, yeah, I think Unai Emery, I mean, yeah, you think of how he left Arsenal. Ironically, I've post someone else who also was the, the case study, I suppose, of running team, um, yeah. Arsene Wenger. Um, and Unai Emery kind of left, came with a good reputation, left with a little bit, seen as a bit of a joke, really. But yeah, he's come back with, uh, and, you know, obviously just in very well with Villarreal. Um, and yeah, he's come back, um, yeah, very much a bit of a sleeper hit, isn't he? D- literal dark horses, I think, but not so dark now, as you say, because Villarreal have been playing well and scoring goals as well. Yeah, I mean, and they they look really good. Mm. You know, they really. I'm just having a little check just to make sure that Villa um, are in, and I don't think they are, mate. I think they're not in the Carabao. Right. Okay. I didn't think they were. So, um, yeah, correction there. My apologies. Um, but um, yeah, I, I look. I, the, the The situation at Arsenal was not uh, was not ideal. I mean, coming in after Wenger, you know, and and but the thing is, again, right. Um, this is you look at City and Arsenal at the moment and Liverpool. Hmm. Um, and I'd put all three of those clubs in the same position. Um, maybe, maybe not so much Arsenal, but I still th- I, I still do think in a certain way. All three of those clubs are have got a very, very difficult time around the corner when their managers decide to walk away. Yeah. Liverpool, I mean, Klopp's won their only ever Premier League. He's an absolute legend. Um, same with Pep, needless to say. Yeah. Um, and and Arteta is, is getting that way. Mm. And, you know, you just think, there's three basket case, case clubs waiting to happen. Because look yeah. at Man United. It's been a yeah. shit show since yeah. Ferguson. It's a fucking decade ago. Yeah, 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 yeah. And it's still a shit show. Yeah. You know, and now the and now the water is literally coming through the ceiling. Yes, of yeah, the stadium. Yeah. yeah. Um and and what do you know? Back at Man Man United again. And I I was fucking hammering other people. Yeah, you're having you know, Yeah, yeah. It's <laughs> but I think listen, here's the thing. I think if you anyone who's been following football for the last 20, blimey, almost 30 years now. You know, you've got to enjoy the kind of, uh, you've got, to... what do you think of Ten Hag? Do you think he's a good manager? Well, I think he's the same as every other manager that's gone into Man United. I mean, look at the list of managers they've had. Mm. You know, Van Aal, um, Mourinho. Mm. Uh, let's, yeah, we'll forget Solskjaer for a minute. Um, and, and just look, look, Ten Hag. Van Aal and Mourinho. I mean, there is three managers who, you know, style or not or what, have won things everywhere they've gone. Don't worry, Andy, I'm not going to bring up Spurs. Oops, too late. Um, But they are managers who are serial winners and go places, make a difference. Um, You know, they become the figurehead. They have a definitive style. Everybody knows what's happening. Everyone's on board. Yada yada yada. Um, and all three of, you know, I mean, Van Aal won the FA Cup, um, and I think did Mourinho won the sort of Europa, the Europa, the Europa. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, secondary secondary yeah. cups, but they still won trophies. But that's it. That's as far as they could go. Mm. You know, and and 
you just kind of wonder like how that comes back because everything seems to fall apart so so quickly because you look at Man United fans, they must have been really happy about last season. I mean, yeah. finishing in the top four and getting a yeah. trophy, that's heaven. Yeah. And within weeks, it's an absolute fucking shit show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, some of that's off the field that's got nothing to do with Ten Hag. But honestly, I was genuinely thinking last night, I still can't believe talking about fucking Manchester United. But anyway, um, I just thought, I wonder... Is he going to walk? Is I just can't see. It's kind of like you don't resign from Manchester United. You get. That's what I, I was about to say that. I did. Yeah. I think. Yeah, I just don't think you do resign from Manchester United because I'm just trying to think now. Has apart from Ferguson, I suppose, has anyone really resigned? Is it just one of those jobs? And look, the, the, the plus. I don't think managers reside walk anymore because of the payout. I think it's very much set up. I'm generalizing. I'm not an employment lawyer, but now you're right. You're right. Like American employment law, which is, you know, once you go or they decide to get rid of you, there's a golden handshake. So, well, well, if they want to get rid of you, if they want to get rid of you, they have to come to an agreement on, on uh, uh, a settlement fee Mm. that in other words, what you would have earned if yeah. they weren't getting rid of you. Yeah. So that's that's because it's their choice. They're terminating your contract um, early, so they have to pay a a penalty for doing that. Yeah. But you're right. If you resign, you resign. You walk away, you get nothing. Mm. That's, yeah, that's that's the way it works. So, yeah, I, 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 do, I do take that point. But by the same token, at some point, you have just, I mean, I, yeah, you just got to go, yeah, do you know what? Yeah, so I suppose balls to this. Yeah, and I think if you're young enough, because he's still in management terms, still quite young. Is there a point where you think, do you know what? I'm getting tired too much of this. I can't fix this. Do you just go and you know try and I don't know, go back to Holland, try and rebuild reputation there? I don't know, but it's, but I I I genuinely think at at the elite level that they're operating. Mm-hmm. Um. People like Tenarg et al. Um, it it that never enters their head. Right. The, what what is in their head is, I'll be a legend when I turn this round. Right. When I turn this round. Yeah. Yeah. I'll have a job for life here. Yeah. yeah, yeah. When I turn this round, there's going to be fucking murals in Manchester of me. Yeah. 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 yeah because right. because failure is just not in their makeup. Yeah. It's not an option. Yeah. You know, and and that's kind of like you know why they're in the job they're in. Yeah. Um. But let's um let's let's just take a a little skip um a, a, across the pond, hmm. um to Europe, not yes. the states. Um. Yeah. And yeah. um and uh, fucking hell, Harry Kane, hey? I mean, yeah. Obviously, we were holding am- him back, weren't we? Amazing. But I but I was thinking, I was thinking, this is just perfect, isn't it? He's got to be looking at Tottenham and going. That is awesome. I am so fucking happy about that. And mm. to be fair, Spurs can look at Kane at Bayern and go, "That's fucking brilliant." I'm really yeah, pleased. Yeah. I'm really pleased for it. it's. It's like it's a big loving. You've yeah. you've both been holding each other back. You've yeah. both just yeah. gone like, "Wow!" You yeah, know, yeah, yeah. That's... yeah. He um he actually looks 
I don't know. He looks German. No, he, he, he looks. Um, I don't know. He looks different as well. He looks so. I don't know. He looks a bit quicker, but maybe the German league is slower. I don't. Know. He really. My point is, it seems obvious, but he really does stand out, doesn't he? And you know, I must admit, when he, when it, when they heard Bayern Munich were coming in big for him, he thought Bayern Munich. Why would he go to Bayern Munich? And you know, those again getting involved in it. Well, you know, would he give another year and maybe wait for because then he can go wherever he wants. It always seemed that Bayern yeah. Munich was the only club that came in for him and registered an interest and was willing to pay what Daniel Levy wanted. Yeah. Um, but I, actually, I, yeah, I think, I think that flattered Kane. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Quite possibly. But I think actually it, it's a perfect fit, isn't it? it it's yeah. almost like it's yeah. ready made for him. That's how they play the league. It, yeah. It, so I don't think it was, oh, well, I want to leave. And that's the only club that will have me. That's the only club that will pay whatever. Daniel Levy wants. I wonder yeah. if it was no. I want to go to Bayern Munich because I want to play under the Tuchel. He's coming. You know, obviously tapped me up for quite some time. Um, so yeah, it's worked out for him in every sense, hasn't it? Really. Yeah, yeah, very much so. And I think, and I think you're right about Tuchel as well. And I mean, ultimately, he's he's the replacement for Robert Lewandowski. They bought, they yes. didn't buy when they lost him. Also, you know, Tuchel said, um. I'm, I'm, you know, we're buying him as much for his off-field contribution as we are mm. on-field contribution. To think what he wanted was he wanted a leader. He wanted somebody who was at that stage in their career where they're mm. absolutely, totally comfortable with who they are, what they've done, they're proven at world level. Yes. To come in and show everybody how that feels and what that looks like. And for some... That's that's the goal, you know, that to get up to that level, to bring players with him. He's not the only one there on that level. There's, there's plenty of others. But yeah. Um, uh, and yeah, I just think it's um, I mean, it's a no brainer, though, isn't it? I mean, it's it's like Harry Kane. Oh, what position is he playing? Does it fucking matter? Mm -hmm. Does it matter? Just stick him in the 11 and let him yeah. play wherever he wants. Yeah. I mean, he scored a goal from inside his own half. Yeah, that was a great so answer. I'd say play him wherever the fucking hell you like. Yeah, yeah, he's got goals in him, yeah. even in his own fucking half. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, if it let's be honest, if it wasn't for Jude Bellingham, Kane would yeah, be, would be the yeah. number one European football story. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, and it does bode very well. Again, we talked about it last time. It does bode very well, but we've been here before. It bodes very well for England um, with the next tournament. I think. Someone, maybe you said, it, I can't remember, but you know, we talk about the last golden generation that we remember, which probably was the team maybe going into the 2002 World Cup. Um, I think, I used to think, would this squad, is this squad better than that one? And I didn't think so. But I'd say in the last 12 months, I've changed my mind. I think mm. it is a better team. And I think this team, you know, both at their prime, I think. Yeah this team would beat that team. As well, it's not just team, it's depth. Yeah. It's, yes. There's 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 players not getting in this 11 that would yeah. get into that 11. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and also, I, I the one interesting thing that I've heard about the Man United debate, which just absolutely made me howl because mm. it's such a change. They're talking about Marcus Rashford and saying how disappointing he's been for Man United over the last couple of weeks. And they said, you know, Man United need to figure out how to get how to get Rashford's England form 
and translate it to Manchester United. And I was like, fucking hell. <laughs> I never thought I'd hear that in my lifetime. Yeah, it's yeah, always yeah. been, yeah. Christ, they're great for their club. We yeah. play as a country and no one is as good as they are for their club. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. know, Gerard Lampard, Skulls, Cole, you fucking name it. Yeah. And it's why can't they play as well for England as they and now yeah. it's we're full fucking circle. No, absolutely, absolutely. And actually just well, not maybe a final point on Man United, but I said this to a couple of guys at work who are Man United fans, that he, he I think he started a few games, but in the game against City, the player who they bought on at left back is Tottenham's third choice left back. Uh in Regulon, who they bought on. And I thought, gosh, yeah. that's a real, you know, for as long as I've been following, you know, there was a time when Tottenham and Man United were on level padding, but for large majorities of it, Man United have been streets ahead. And there, the person who might shore up the defence is our third choice left back. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Oh, look, long may it continue, Man United. Um, listen, I think Man United are good for the league, but long may it continue, Man United um, suffering, you know, what the rest of us had to suffer for years. Yeah, absolutely. Couldn't agree more. Meanwhile, in the championship, um, yeah. we beat Huddersfield 4-1. Yeah. We were 4-0 up at half-time. Yeah. Um, uh, were we amazing? Uh, we were all right. God, Huddersfield was shit. Oh, really? Oh, well, so you've, God. You've got um, you've got Leicester today, tomorrow? Uh, tonight. Tonight, okay. Yeah, tonight. It's the big game. That will be a good, good that game. That will be. A, a, well, listen, you've got two teams recently in the Premier League. So that will be a good game. Is that, um, is that your place? Um, and no, we're away at uh, the Chris Packett. Yeah, Chris um, Packett. Chris but Packett. but um, I have to uh, I pick this up on a podcast, so let everybody know, including yourself, in case you don't. Saturday night, 8 o'clock, only available on the BBC iPlayer, yeah. is the final of the Copper Limitadoras. Really? Which is, uh, yeah, I and, did not know and, that. And, and it Boca Juniors against someone else who I can't remember. Yeah, yeah. Um, oh, it might be Fleminese. Um, okay. but it's Argentina v Brazil. It's the right. final, and uh, it's going to be a proper ding dong battle. Yes, make Imagine, a note of I that, will, kids. I will uh, make a note of that. Yeah, eight o'clock Saturday night on BBC iPlayer. Should be able to find it. Um. Because that's to be fair, I think the BBC have done that before. I think they have shown the final before, but yeah, yeah, they're just well, rubbish at telling. They're just rubbish at telling anybody that that's what. Yeah, 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 I didn't, wasn't aware of that. Yeah, it's um, ah, it's a it's a bit of a classic. So hey, folks, make a note of that. That brings yeah. us nice, neatly, neatly to the end of this episode of the Reducer. Um, uh, I hope you've enjoyed it. If you haven't, well, you knew what you were in for right at the beginning. I did warn you. So um, uh, thank you very much, Andy. Good to see you, mate. Thank you very much. And um, lovely to see you, speak to you all. We're not really, are we? Just, you know. Yeah, that'll do. Not probably paying for it. It's probably free. See you next week.